0: Welcome back to the Epic Fantasy Football League. We have reached the halfway point in the season, and... It has flown by, guys. I am pretty excited. It's been a busy year. An epic introduction to the league uh, by my team that is now 5... No, 6-1. and 6-1. and one, uh, I have the highest points for, so it has been a heck of an introduction. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts who are smiling at me with rage and anger behind their eyes. As I sit at the top of the standings, uh, Tom Stomatakos and Nikki Aves, guys, how you doing?
1: Yeah, uh, doing well. That was quite the introduction for yourself, I gotta say. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> why don't you just hand yourself the trophy right now? I mean, yeah. While well, you're at it,
2: I've had better days. Um, although I always seem to, I've had... <laughs> I seem to be always right in the middle of the hunt when it comes to the regular season. So. I'm in a familiar spot, so I guess I'm okay.
0: Well, I will say this. You are two of the you know, best, well-respected managers in the league. Um, as much as I did pat myself on the back at the introduction of this podcast, um, between the both of you, um, you both trail by less than 40 points to me uh, overall on the season through... Uh, seven games which means our teams are all very similar like this is not like i'm running away with this league by any means i have had nice matchups and uh that has benefited me the teams that i play usually don't do that well uh with the exception of nikki's team last week which actually had a pretty decent week it was a really good game um yeah that's about uh that was the Highest, oh no, is one of the highest combined scoring games. But of course, the king of the league, the Blue Wahoos. Uh, the king, king of luck. Highest <laughs> King of luck over there.
1: Classic Stu, king of luck, back at it again. <laughs> Wrecking havoc on the league.
0: the league. So, I mean, can we just talk about it now? The Blue Wahoos, <laughs> they are clearly the best team in the league, right?
1: They're running away with this thing. Not even close.
2: Yeah, they're... They have Thanos as their picture, and it's for a reason. To s- <laughs> snap, is. snap! Half the managers out of the league soon. Take their players and go undefeated.
1: It's all because he drafted Butker in the third. That's what's <laughs> doing it for him. It is. It's, uh...
0: God, I can't believe this team has four wins. <laughs> I just cannot believe it. <laughs> Michael, you remember it was? <laughs> I think it was wins. the.
1: Michael, you remember? I think it was either the first or second podcast you gave me the over under. It said over under Stu, a uh, two wins. And we both picked the overboard. Like, uh, maybe we'll get two and a half, even or something. I mean, I he's doubled that already.
0: Half. Yeah, I gave you one and a half. I yeah. The over. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, wow. I mean, king of luck right here.
0: This man is here. Uh, if you look at his total points for on the season, uh, one of the lowest in the league, uh, third lowest. Um, but yeah, let's. What we're gonna do today? We're gonna give some midseason awards uh you know league mvp award uh where we each have nominations and then we'll uh you know consensus come up with the the final league mvp and then we will also give you the uh, teams that have performed above and below expectations and whether they're contenders or pretenders so it's going to be fun Um, so looking at this league so far and what has happened uh, Guys, who would you be your nominations for league MVP?
2: Um, I have I have one. Um, I think my one of my league MVPs that's been very beneficial for a certain team, especially the last few weeks, would be Kyler Murray. Um, he's just carrying the Denver Broncos right now. Um, if you look at even just the last three games; his lowest points per game has been 30 points in one of the games and when you're getting 30 35 40 points from your quarterback it's just so much easier on the rest of your team and i think that's why isaac is on a, a three-game win streak i believe and i think he's that rushing floor plus the the deep ball upside the hopkins has been carrying the broncos so he would be one of my my choices
0: right, yeah I think that's an excellent nomination yeah tom who do you
1: uh, think i think it's a good one nikki um I'd go with Elvin Kamara though on Danny's Chicago Cardinals. And I mean, he does have the most points for running backs this year. However, he's also just stayed on the field. Um, You look at the other running backs, like the top 12 running backs drafted, um, I think over half of them have been injured or missed time. And for him to be on the field and putting up pretty good fantasy numbers, he gets MVP for me.
0: I like that pick a lot. I think I personally am going to go with a guy who has not played. Um, He didn't play last week, but he he has been absolutely excellent when he has been on the field. Um, This is going to sound odd, but uh, I know I was going to nominate Aaron Jones, and now I think I'm going to change my mind, so I apologize. Uh, Aaron Jones has not been good. Uh, He hasn't been that good, at least. Um, So instead, I will roll with, Russell Wilson on the Chicago Bears, um, another quarterback. But this is a guy who has absolutely carried Chicago. Um, they're at four and three. I think this team is pretty underrated. It's very good at the uh, most positions, honestly. And but a lot of the reason this team is where it's at is because of Russell Wilson.
1: I think it's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like Kevin always seems to have one pick each year that leads the league at their position this year it's russell wilson last year is patriots defense he got carried by the pats d all the way up until playoff time pretty much all to get eliminated i think by Nikki round one hey how you doing uh, hey how you doing <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome um nah, i i i think those um I think all three choices are very valid. Uh, There was nobody on my team that I would point to and say they're the MVP because I don't have any of the top players at any position. It's just kind of overall, it's a very deep team. Um, But, yeah, I I like how we picked teams that are doing well and they're being carried by specific players. All right, who would you guys say is the biggest surprise in the league so far at this halfway point?
2: In terms of player or, or team? In terms
0: of team, yes.
2: Mm. In terms of the record, or in terms of how they're actually performing on a like every week. So in basis? a good
0: surprise way, a good surprise way.
2: Okay, um, I'd probably go with the Scranton Stranglers. Um, I think they're really they really surprised me. Um, I didn't really like this team very much going into the season uh, much at all. I think a lot of uh, a lot of people were a little bit down on Aaron Jones coming into the season. Um, a lot of question marks with A.J. Brown, if he could be as efficient as he was last year. I personally wasn't a big fan of Stephon Diggs coming into this year because I didn't think Josh Allen was very accurate. Um, and Carson Wentz started the season pretty horrendously the first couple of games, and now he's like the sixth or seventh fantasy quarterback so i think her team is just clicking on all cylinders now and i wouldn't have really seen that coming
0: i think that's an excellent nomination tom what do you think
1: i just can't uh, deny the pentacola blue wahoos
0: dang you took my team i
1: mean come on <laughs> they're the storyline of the season at this point king of luck i mean we should have seen it we should have seen it coming all along we knew this guy was gonna strike gold that he was gonna run away with this thing and here he is Sitting at four and three, <laughs> I think it's those lions. I think it's Juju. They're giving him some good Juju, and of course Larry Fitzgerald holding down the fort on the bench. What a strong team he has here.
2: So Juju at at, uh, at rank thirty five for his position, really carrying the yeah. team. <laughs> carrying
0: I know. The team. Hey, but don't hey, forget
1: about Larry Fitz.
0: <laughs> scoring more points right now than Nick Chubb is. Oh man. Hey, sure, so that's right a soft now, spot for yeah, me. Right
1: Sore subject.
0: Oh God, he's starting carry-on Johnson this week. Do you know how many touches carry-on Johnson got last week? Like four. Okay, another guess? Zero. The answer is zero. This guy put up a goose egg. Absolute goose egg. <laughs> oh. Zero. It is terrible. Oh, carry-on Johnson. The Owen Johnson stands for the number of points he scores. <laughs> yeah,
2: I bet uh, I bet Stu's really scavenging the waiver wire to pick up no one to replace
1: him. Must I'm be the say, he hasn't Stu hasn't spent a single dollar of his fab.
0: I know. God, go get Damian Harris. Just put in somebody who you know is gonna put up at least eight points. Get, get I'm like, telling you, this guy's pockets anyone. are deeper
1: than anybody else in the league. He'll buy out anybody in this league.
0: <laughs> I don't I'll believe it when I see it.
1: He'll buy you out and then fire you. <laughs>
0: You're fired, Stu. Okay. Um, and now the biggest disappointment in the league. I am personally going to select the Duluth Eskimos and this team on paper looks fantastic. this team record not so good and now he is very injured. Um, I was talking about a trade with him the other day and uh, I offered him you know a few depth pieces for one of his you know better players and he was like absolutely not. this guy is not on the block and I was like. Wow, you know, looking at your bench, it makes sense. So you know what? Good luck. I'm sure you have a lot of confidence with Odell and Raheem Mostert and uh, <laughs> Tevin Coleman all on your bench. So good Ooh. luck playing those guys in your bye weeks.
2: Oh yikes!
1: Man, so, that's a uh,
0: uh, uh, biggest disappointment is Noah for me.
1: He has been a bit disappointing, but he can't. He, I I really still like his team. I know he's gotten a bunch of injuries. I can't pick against him. Well, right now he is ninth in the standings. Oh, I mean, come on, he's got to make the playoffs. He really does. I, For me, my biggest disappointment, i just say Mike, who's one spot below him in the standings at 10th. <coughs> the Philadelphia Eagles really underperformed, really disappointing year for Mike. Uh, I mean, just two years ago, he was a champion, and now he's looking at a potential toilet bowl appearance. So pretty disappointing if you're him, I think. Mm. Uh,
2: those are some interesting interesting takes. Uh See, in terms of disappointment, I actually think like it's hard to know, it's hard to really rate because I think since after Mike lost Saquon Barkley, his team's actually performed pretty well from what you could expect. So in that sense, he was a surprise. But if you look at him from the beginning of the season, then he's been a disappointment from before the major injury. And then I think that Noah in terms of record is a disappointment but he has had some big weeks and had some bad luck so I feel like record's tough to say but I think he will be a disappointment moving forward like you said because he's got like negative depth now like he can't even at full strength I'm trying to look at his lineup here he would need like he would have need like everyone exactly healthy for him to sport like a a full lineup really and it's it's, yeah it's tough. He's yeah, yeah it's tough. It's warm. gonna be
0: tough. No bye weeks. He needs no bye weeks at all. Yeah. Need, the rest of the season, buys all get canceled. <laughs> uh, all right, and now we go to the luckiest team in the league. So far, I have to give this vote to also the Blue Wahoos, luckiest team by far. This team is not that good. I don't know how it's winning, but it is. Blue Wahoos, luckiest team.
2: So lucky I was actually considering for our mVP talk for a second I was considering saying Tyler Lockett just because he's won stew two weeks he has thirty four one week and forty nine the other week like he hasn't been as yeah. consistent but he's won him two games out of his four essentially so like he's been huge and that's really lucky yeah I mean you can't pick anyone else for this category i don't I don't think there's not
1: any way. I, uh, I kind of want to, though, just because uh, no, just for, cause I go can.
0: For go for it, go for it. Tom, do it. Who is it?
1: I'm awarding the luckiest team of the year to two teams. Oh. Two teams? To two teams. Is that legal? Oh, my gosh. It is now.
2: I will allow it.
1: The first team that will receive the luckiest team of the year award, of the halftime year award, Chicago Cardinals. Wow. And I'll Real tell you why. Right. For the simple fact, I'll tell you exactly why they're the luckiest <clears throat> team of the year. Chase Edmonds? No. It has nothing to do with their players at all. It has to do with the manager. Ooh. Danny Crist. Zero preparation for this league. Shows up every year and somehow kills it in the draft. With, he looks up 30 minutes beforehand, a cheat sheet or two. I mean, come on. That's, tell me that ain't luck. Or just really good intuition. Um, I'll call it luck. The second team, Nicholas Abs and the Chargers, so lucky, so lucky, Nikki. What
2: <laughs> I do? Injury after.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what you did. You got beat down with injuries, yet you somehow still survived and put up a decent record. That's I'm just luck. good, good I'm just luck.
2: Good players. I'm three and four. That's all luck to me. I think my record, would lot, my record would be a lot better without the injuries, so I don't. Mm,
1: king of luck over here, deflecting. Hey. <laughs> well,
2: okay. Let me let me just say this first. I think that would be a fair claim. Back when I was three and one, because when I was my most injured, I put up like two of my best weeks. But now after dropping yeah, three in a row, I don't really, I don't really think yeah. that's that accurate anymore. But I, I get the premise.
1: Yeah, I mean the last couple of weeks, um, you've been putting up some, I don't, nothing too hot, but. Yeah, for a while there, you the, the more injured you got, the better you did. <laughs> what the hell is up with that? King of luck right here. Well, I had Dak Prescott. That's what was up. Yeah. Hey, he could have been a league MVP contender oh, yeah. if, he was, if he wasn't injured. He
0: yeah. definitely would be. I think Justin Herbert will be a dark horse league MVP.
1: He might. Like
0: mm. Overall, now that we get to the second half <clears> of the season.
1: I kind of think uh, James Robinson might might be the draft pick of the year.
0: Yeah, it was definitely the draft pick of the year. Well, your last, fourth, last round, right? It was the right? last pick. <laughs> yeah. Last pick, James Robinson. Yeah. I'm mad I traded him now. Bad trade. <laughs> I lost. That's He's an... the number three running back, number three flex player in fantasy. Yeah, We'll
1: that's... see. We'll see. At the end of the year, let's do a, a trade reflections. We'll, we'll reflect on all these trades, see how they played out. Yeah. Um, hey, we're only halfway through the season. A lot could change. So,
0: At worst, this is even for me. At worst. Yeah. Well, I mean, At least it's... you're deep. Inj- the injury is just crushing you.
2: If, if I think if Godwin was on the field, then it would have been a better trade for you. But now, like, Robinson hasn't been injured, so obviously that's a huge plus for... Yeah, oh Mike. yeah,
0: James Robinson, he looks amazing. He, really he looks does. really good. He looks incredible. Did you see yeah. some of his runs against the Chargers? He's, like, breaking four tackles and just diving into the end zone. Yeah. This man is incredible. I'm so sad that we got rid of him instead of Josh Kelly. We basically uh, could have uh, had the option of doing either one of them. Uh, I was like, what were you thinking? I,
1: Walk us through the thought process.
0: You know, <clears throat> I knew I would have to give something else with Josh Kelly versus James Robinson, would have been straight up. Mm. And I was I like, thought, uh, I'll just give James Robinson. It's fine. He's on the Jags. They suck. Yeah. And yeah. now James Robinson is that good. Now he's
1: balling out. shows so also. Good. We are sometimes a bit too quick to judge these trades. You know, when that when that trade went through, we're like, "Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous!" Like this. Everyone was pissed. This can't happen at all. Hey, you never know. Yeah. It's all it's all projection, all speculation. So.
0: And so far, I've lost the trade.
1: But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but your team's still a pretty good situation. I think
2: I'm okay. In terms yeah, of, I think I'll be all right. Well, like you can't project injuries. So when there's a trade where one person's injured, one person's not. Like if they if they weren't injured, then you can really. Judge a trade's fairness better, but you just kind of got still by pure
0: points, though. Points per week, Robinson has been better.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, Godwin, so, uh, yeah. Godwin has what is his points per week? I mean, he's been good, right? Just hasn't
0: been he's still been good. Yeah, he hasn't been the number he's averaging
1: of 13.1. Yeah,
0: and that's with like a zero, I think. Yeah. yeah, oh no, it's not. Never mind. Yeah, 13.1 in the year. That's not bad. But anyway, um, all right. Time for contenders and pretenders. Let's go down the line. Um, we'll start. We'll do all the three and four teams and betters. I think that's fair.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Because I mean, there there's just so many people in the middle. Like, unless we want to exclude the three and four teams, Nikki.
2: <laughs> no, no, let's not do that.
0: There's not gonna be like anyone uh,
2: left. Are there? Well, how about this? Be like Before
1: teams. we exclude the, the bottom two teams, how about contender or pretender for the toilet bowl? Who do you have Ooh, of the bottom two teams here?
0: I think you got to go with the Lions here. That would be my pick. Despite Justin Herbert. Oh, Justin Herbert makes him too good. Never mind. I'm going with the... Oh, God, it's it's close. I think these teams aren't that bad. I think yeah. the Wahoos are worse than both of these teams.
1: <laughs> King right. of luck.
0: Black. Oh god, I don't know.
1: This is a tough call. I mean Michael Thomas will be back and then maybe Eckler will return. I don't really know, but
0: the Lions could make a dark horse play push. <laughs> oh I don't know. Please no. They better please, not please no.
1: We'd never hear the end of it.
0: Yeah. Is Ben pretty uh stubborn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the guy.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean it depends. If he beats you, you'll know it all, right? Oh, yeah.
0: I, I heard it.
2: <laughs>
1: I Mr. Heard Abs enough. heard it. it, it he, yeah. beat, he beat Nicky's dad in the other league we're in, and whew, he was all up in his grill.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. <clears> That's <throat> awesome. Yeah. Okay, so uh, toilet bowl contenders. Saints, yes. Lions, no. They will not lose the toilet bowl. Wow. I don't think that would happen. It's a bull. The Eagles, yes. Eagles, absolutely, yes. Yeah. All right. I mean, the Wahoos
1: could drop, too. What's that? The Wahoos could drop.
0: Yeah, I say the Wahoos are the last one for me. Yeah. It's a yes contender. So I have three contenders for the Toilet Bowl.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think.
2: uh, uh, That's that's tough. Yeah, I think. I, I wouldn't put the Eagles in a contender spot right now because I think they have some good enough pieces at the moment. But
0: do you see this starting lineup?
2: I do. I do. Uh,
0: Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon. Well, Are you they, happy with those guys?
2: Well, well, they have James Robinson on a bye. You got to factor that in. Uh, okay. Two tight in the ends lineup. up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. It's it's not ideal. I think with, with c d lamb being pretty worthless now that's hurting him a lot but i do like Thielen and robbie anderson i think uh sean watsons his typical quarterback he's been pretty good recently james robinson good defense good kicker his tucker when he's in i think i think he'll be good enough to beat these these other teams um i would say yeah i, I would say that markel's The leading contender for me still, Um, but then, yeah, the Saints and the Wahoos are
0: are close behind. (laughs) Lions are too good. Lions will never be the worst of the worst. We'll see. All right.
1: Maybe in our hearts.
0: All right. Time to play pretender or contender. First off, you each I will give you each one team, and. Now you have to argue which one of them is the pretender and which one of them is the contender. Oh. Okay. Are so you ready? so yeah, one ready.
2: Ha- so one has to be a pretender. Yes, Gotta one pick has and to choose
0: be the pretender and the Whoa, contender. And what? I will decide based on your arguments. Wow. Mm. First argument the Duluth Eskimos versus the San Diego Chargers. Here's the fun part. Nikki, you get the Duluth Eskimos, and Tom, you get the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> We have oh, to argue. I have
2: to argue for the Eskimos, is that what you're saying?
0: You have to argue one uh, you can just argue one way or the other. Go for it. One's the pretender, one's the contender. Convince me.
2: Oh. Uh, um So I'm only talking about the Eskimos and Tom's only talking about Chargers. You can
0: talk about why your team's bad, Nikki.
2: Okay, okay. No, but I'm talking about why this team's good. The You can Eskimos? do both. You have
0: to do <laughs> both.
2: Oh, I have to talk about yeah. why they're bad and good, or just—just
0: just give me the argument. Just what's what's your take? What's the argument?
2: Um, me. all right. Well, I'm gonna argue that the Eskimos are a pretender. Um, kind of back to the lack of depth thing we're talking about. Um, he's starting. Curtis Samuel, Julian Edelman, and Jamal Williams. And those pretty much are all unstartable in my book. Um, Even on a bye week, some of those players I would never want to start. Um, He's very, very top-heavy. I really like Derrick Henry. I really like Devonta Adams. But Lamar Jackson's been very underwhelming this year. Um, he hasn't been able to throw the ball as well. He hasn't ran the ball nearly as much as last year. So, without those big points from his top couple guys, he doesn't have the support from underneath to really build his score. And he needs a huge blow up to get a good score, which you saw this week from Devontae Adams' 40 points. Um, I think this is a playoff team, but I think they're a pretender if we're talking about. The championship. But
0: you're the contender. You're a contender.
2: Uh, can I argue? I'm a pretender right now, too.
0: Tom, do you agree?
1: Do I have to disagree? You don't have to. Um,
0: It'd be more fun if you did.
1: But. <laughs> well, I'll make the argument that the San Diego Chargers actually are pretenders. Okay. And a lot of it has to do with depth. I mean, you'll get McCaffrey back shortly Nikki, but who's your next running back uh i don't know i don't really like it whatever the option is
0: malcolm brown yeah, yeah. have fun with that
1: <laughs> and then wide receivers alan robinson he's been underwhelming for me i mean four targets in the rant. don't even get me started on this on this play calling but anyway a <laughs> rob's been extremely underwhelming not his fault uh, he should get paid a massive amount of money it's all the coaching coaching staff's fault. But nonetheless, he's on your team. And some of the depth, I mean, Judy not getting many targets. DJ Chark not showing up. Akers, the ghost of Cam Akers. Is he ever going to decide to show up to a football game? Um, a I
0: haven't seen him yet. I, I don't know where he is. They cannot find him.
1: He's hiding. Yeah, He's, he's in the medical <laughs> tent. Yeah, he's hiding out in the medical tent. He's scared. I do like your quarterback situation, Nikki. Bro Tannehill um i mean this last week i did choose to start the incorrect one which we have an unfortunate history of dating back to last season but (laughs) i think you certainly have a lot of questions for your team and i wouldn't be so quick to label you anything other than just a playoff team i don't know if you have enough to actually compete for a title as things currently stand
0: okay very good um you Nikki, you get to pick the next
2: two teams for Tom and I to discuss. Okay. Um let's do I'm loading it up here. Let's do the How about the um Chicago Bears and the Scranton Stranglers. Um then and, okay. and, and you get Michael gets Michael gets the Stranglers, and
1: Tom gets yes, the yes. Bears. <laughs> uh, all right, Michael, you want to take it away? What's your argument for the Stranglers here?
0: I will tell you why the Scranton Stranglers are actually contenders this year. Oh. Look down the line at this team. You have Carson Wentz, not a great quarterback, but it's passable. And now... Let's take a look at Carson Wentz's schedule here. Carson Wentz, in the last three weeks of the season, when we are in playoffs, we'll have New Orleans, who has not been that great against quarterbacks. You will have Arizona, also not good at a defense, and then he will have the team everyone wants their quarterback facing, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. So while Carson Wentz is only a borderline quarterback one, This guy is good enough to get her through the playoffs. Now, let's look at the rest of the team. Julio Jones, excellent. A.J. Brown, excellent. And then my guy, Travis Fulgham. This guy (laughs) is here. This guy is good. Don't underestimate him. He is the dark horse waiver pickup of the year, in my opinion. Travis Fulgham will be able to be a starter. And if not, you still have Aaron Jones coming back. You still have T. Higgins in this team. This team can compete. This team will get Hayden Hurst back at tight end. And he has the, the, with the Bucks defense and the Atlanta kicker, this team has no limits. It will be good even when Nick Chubb come back. Uh, the Stranglers are contenders.
1: Well, it's quite a nice argument you made, Michael, and I like it. I really like that argument. You make me want to believe in the Stranglers, but I'm a Bears guy, and I'm going to support my rival here. The Chicago Bears are contenders.
0: Boo, this is ridiculous. Russell
1: (laughs) Wilson, come on. What more you got to say? He's having an MVP caliber year. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, you know he's had a couple down weeks, but with whatever quarterback situation the Cowboys are going to throw out there, he's going to be relied on more and more. And, I mean, even going down to the bench, McLaurin, he's he's been quite nice. I don't I really don't love this team. I really don't. (laughs) Um, But you know what? There are more contenders than the Stranglers. And if anybody has anything to say about it, it's going to be Antonio Brown coming back right down and shove the ball right down the Stranglers throats. (laughs) AB to the house. That's about all I got for the Bears. I'm not a big believer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you didn't even talk about their best player, Cole Beasley. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, How, he's actually—I actually like Cole Beasley a lot. Yeah, he's
0: been excellent. He's a yeah. wide receiver too. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, you forgot Cole Beasley, and thats, he well, that's Benny, a given. Forgot that's Benny a, Snell. That's a
1: given. Yeah, big he, Benny no, Snell no, there. He
0: did. he did forget
1: him. Forgot Mark Ingram. No, you
0: did. The ghost of Mark
1: Ingram.
2: You forgot all the lions that he has, Kenny Galladay. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs>
0: Too many Lions, that's a good thing. Uh, So one Lion, one Lion is not not enough. Need at least three. Um, I don't like this team that much. I don't like the Bears, mostly because of Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott will be good in the next half of the season because teams will literally just put ten guys in the box and say whatever seventh-round rookie quarterback you want to put out there, go ahead, give him a shot. He's going to be terrible. And uh, they'll stuff Elliott, just like Washington did.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I tried making the argument for Elliot. I, I can't do it. I really I, can't.
2: I think he was a little more exciting. I think this team was a little bit more exciting a couple of weeks ago because Zeke was still running wild. Like, at the beginning of the season, JT had so much promise, and he's going to be solid, but I don't think he's going to be crazy. Marquise Brown's flopped, and Tanyan's kind of came back to earth. Like, a lot of his guys are are kind of being exposed right now, which I think it's a a solid team, but...
1: He's, yeah. he's like the week two champion. After week two, you know we're all fearing him. JT, yeah, exactly. Zeke, and... Yeah, not a, he's, not he's after, he's dropped after I beat him week
2: one. Hey, 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 let's go.
1: <laughs> Bear down.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right, Nikki, you get to assign the last two. Oh,
1: I think it's Tom. Oh, no,
0: sorry, Tom. Tom, you get to assign the last two. I apologize.
1: Get to assign the last two. Okay. Um. I know we were going to pick Tom.
0: I know. Who you, you need to pick them. There are only two teams left. You have to pick. Oh, they are. There others are, are, there are, oh, okay. are clearly con- like me, and I think Denver is clearly a contender as well. Wait, well, who haven't we actually, talked about? No, no go ahead. Actually, if you want to throw Denver in there, you can. I, I don't think they're.
2: I want to talk about how the Oilers are a
1: pretender. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> All right, <clears throat>
1: we're talking about Oilers.
0: <laughs> oh. What
1: versus oh, no. the Cardinals?
0: <laughs> the Cardinals. Oh, but wow. Michael,
1: you have to support the Cardinals. Nikki, you That's the Oilers. Oilers.
0: Okay. Yes. All right. This is easy. The Cardinals um, will be getting a man by the name of Chase Edmonds who I have tried to trade for so many times this year because I love Chase Edmonds and I think he is better than Kenyon Drake. I think Chase Edmonds will take that job and he will run with it and literally run and run and run. He has averaged over like five yards a carry this year. He has been fantastic. He catches the football. This is a guy he can plug in along with Swift Even if you take Justin Jackson out of this team, you still have Miles Gaskin, who's been excellent. You have Kamara, who's been excellent. You have Josh Allen. The weakness is wide receiver. But he still has DeAndre Hopkins. So in other words, the worst starting player he's going to have is Mike Evans. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Chicago. That's really tough. He's going to be fine. This team is good. This is a contending team.
2: We'll see about that. (laughs) <laughs> I think he's dropping like a fly right now. But with Edmonds, it's going to help him a lot. You're right. That's going to be huge for him.
0: All right, Nikki. am I a pretender or a contender?
2: Um, I wish I could argue that you were a pretender, but I don't think anyone <laughs> would believe me. Um, Yeah, I think this is what I was telling you like three weeks ago maybe when I rated you the number one team and I kind of convinced you that your team was the best when you didn't think so at the moment because – you have depth and you have just a lot of guys you can rely on, and they all, you don't have any guys that bust. You just, you kind of just get the job done, and, and that gives you a super high floor. And if you do that, then you have the chance to beat any team any week because you can never predict when another team's going to boom. I feel like I always see your team putting up 125 points or 120 to 130 points, and you know, maybe. That'll be third best in the league each week, but you know most weeks you won't play the top two teams, so that's why you have such a good record and I think like you just don't have a, a weakness like like you said, you don't have like a top guy besides Mahomes necessarily like at their position um but with without having a weakness, almost every other team does, and that just shows in and the average points per week I think.
1: Well, good I arguments, agree, gentlemen.
0: I agree. Uh, yeah. I think, I think both of us made good arguments.
2: But. So in summation, the Oilers are a pretender. <laughs>
1: Confirmed.
0: I am out of it. He's out of the race. My season is over. I should tank. You're going to lose six in a row. <laughs> tank for the number one pick.
1: Yeah, what are the odds? Six, six, in, six in a row.
2: you still probably make I the playoffs. I still make playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. six team, yeah. a six-win team. I made it six wins last year.
1: Wouldn't oh, be unprecedented because Nikki, was it year two? You started off five and zero, oh and then dropped six in a row. Uh,
2: it was I started off zero like oh and
1: five, and won six in a row.
2: Yeah, it was something like that. Um, I, I think I started off at least at least four and zero, oh, or five and one, and then I finished seven and six. So it was a big drop off for sure.
1: We need league historian Daniel Christ on this podcast to break <laughs> it all down for us.
0: We do. Uh, I love league history. Yep. I <laughs> to be a part of it someday. <laughs> Soon enough, Never. you're on. All right, the last thing we're going to do today, real quick, we're going to go down the line and say who we think is going to win this week. We'll each get assigned um, a few matchups. Um, I will start with my team against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, a few keys here. <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell plays the Jets. That scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I think Kansas City will make sure he scores at least one touchdown. <laughs> I, I'm i serious there. Um, other than that, though, the bottom of this team's lineup does not scare me with Eric Ebron, Evan Ingram, and Henry Ruggs. So I think I win this week.
1: Yeah, I think you got this in the bag. Nikki, yeah.
0: how about your matchup? What do you think?
1: My matchup? Um, I
2: feel pretty great about it, uh, given that Chris Carson's probably not going to play, first of all. For for Sally, um, and she doesn't really have any depth like at all, anywhere. Jameson
0: Crowder revenge game.
2: Yeah, I know it's gonna be <laughs> a, a Crowder versus Deontay Johnson. They're both questionable. They're they got to gear up to fight each other. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that like her her both of her defenses don't have a great matchup, and a lot of her players just. I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of boom potential from a lot of her players, especially with Carson gone. So I
1: think I'll put up a nice floor, and uh, I should win. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that, Nikki. Um, I feel kind of bad for Sally just because she did have Ceh bright spot in her lineup, and now <coughs> he's still getting a fair bit of work, you know. And but um, he's not getting not getting it all like before. So I do think you're gonna win this week pretty handily.
0: Yep, I agree. And I think, Tom, what do you think of your game? I think this one's pretty clear as well.
1: Pretty clear. Broncos win. Oh, Jesus. Enough said.
0: Enough said. Broncos too good. Even with all their players on by. Tom, you're never going to uh, pick yeah. yourself. Come on. You're not. A, you're hey, it's, the, the, Lions. Tom, it's you have so all the Lions.
1: Tom,
2: you have no take integrity on this thing. Come on. What do you mean? Hey,
1: I'm just playing by the rules here. When I pick against myself on the podcast, I win. No, you, don't,
2: you don't pick who you actually think is going to win.
1: Well, how do you know?
2: Isn't that the point? <laughs> you, you, mind picked Markel, you picked Markel over you when you won by like
0: 70.
1: Well, that was a coin flip matchup. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> this week you're probably like, well, you know, Frank Gore. This guy has looked really good. I'm worried about him. <laughs> the ghost between, of Frank
1: Gore. Between
0: Frank Gore and Dion Lewis, I could be in trouble <laughs> this week. I think they easily outscore Dalvin Cook. That strikes fear
1: in me from like (laughs) two thousand fourteen.
0: Okay, Tom, whatever you say. Uh, How about this game? The Blue Wahoo is against the Chicago Bears. Mm. I think this is a clear Wahoo's win. Hey, Wahoo's win! uh, Let's go!
2: Don't even say those words. (laughs) Wahoo's win. That's gonna be in the. Phrase that'll strike fear in any man. (laughs) That's a freezing cold take right there. Just just talk to Carryon Johnson about touching the ball. Maybe that'll change it.
0: Maybe. Yeah. So go- you guys going with the Bears?
1: Absolutely. Um I kind of want to go Wahoos.
0: All right, go Wahoos. Two out I am three. going
1: Wahoos. Yeah. I am actually going Wahoos. Tom okay. Brady's going to beast it up. Uh Philip Lindsay. Philip we'll Lindsay, three touchdowns. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like it for oh, 60. <laughs>
0: I'll give this one game of the week. The Chicago Cardinals against the Scranton Str- Str- Stranglers. This is going to be a heavyweight contender matchup. This is going to be tough. Um, gosh, I want to pick the Cardinals, but I don't think I can. These matchups are too good. Carson Wentz against Dallas. Give me the uh, Give me the Stranglers.
1: Hmm. Nikki. Yeah,
2: those matchups are really good for the Stranglers. Um, if if Godwin was playing, then I would definitely pick the Stranglers. Like. I think Evans is a very good play when Godwin's not playing, so that gives Danny a chance. But I just think, yeah, the matchups are pretty incredible going down almost the whole line for the
1: Stranglers. Yeah. Almost. Pretty brutal. Yeah. uh, But you know what? I'm picking the Cardinals just Just because I like the guy.
2: Look at that analysis. I like the guy. I love the guy. I love the Danny, guy. Chris,
1: I love the guy. Uh, Danny, I hope you're listening to this. I'm picking your team for the record.
0: <laughs> Danny, I love you too, but I mean, like, it's just not going to happen this week. I'm sorry.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's, it is a it is pretty grisly outlook for him right now. Pretty grisly.
0: It's grisly. Like, Memphis grisly. Hey. Uh, that was awful. Um, let's go with <laughs> D- Duluth versus Jerusalem here. Uh, man. I think David Montgomery might be the worst running back in the, on the planet. Can we all oh. agree on that?
1: No, we cannot agree on that.
0: He's all does right. Does this man ever go for more than 50 yards? Like, <laughs> ever? Will, I'm serious. Can, does now, Ryan that Pace possible? ever
1: draft an lineman inside the first, like, six rounds? Or Gosh. sign anybody who's not over 37 and collecting Social Security? <laughs>
0: Show me David Montgomery make one guy miss. Just show one me, guy.
1: Show me a draw right into Aaron Donald's arms. Show me that. Show me. Show me that play call.
0: Uh, so it was the same thing when he played Atlanta, and when he played the Giants, and when he played the Panthers, and everybody on their schedule.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Hey, common denominator, coach.
0: <laughs> Bad coach.
1: Ooh. Bad coach. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Eskimos here, despite Justin Herbert going for 70 this week.
1: Oh, 70! Wow. And his team will still get 75 as a as a whole. Yes,
0: oh. exactly.
2: It makes me want to cry to see Curtis Samuel and Julian Edelman both being started in the Eskimo lineup. But yeah. I think that Derrick Henry and Devontae Adams are gonna put up like 70 points together this week. So
1: that's gonna carry. gonna to be
0: him.
1: too much. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you on the Duluth Duluth train. Um, I like Derrick Henry. Loved Devonte Adams, as you said, Nikki. Yeah, I mean, a bit <clears> tough, a bit tough with his injuries. But hey, he doesn't need it this week. He's fine. He could put it off another week till he gets more buys. And uh, fortunate matchup for him, I think, going against the Lions. You think that until he comes and beats you, I felt that pain. Really <laughs> Do pain. the Lions beat me? No, I
2: felt the pain when they beat me. If they beat Cor, I'm saying, I thought oh, it was yeah. a good matchup as well.
1: But you never know. They come out of the night.
0: They do. The Lions are always there. They you are. never know when they'll strike.
1: <laughs> Whether they're in Detroit or Jerusalem, the Lions always show up. They do. I will
0: say this, though just starting Jarek McKinnon is scary. Yeah, it really is. Duluth. I don't know if they like him because last week they were like, oh, he's just resting. It's fine. Yeah.
1: They
2: gave him like one touch.
0: It's like, wait, what? Pretty he's much. resting. Why? Why is he resting? Uh, <laughs> he I, plays in the NFL. Like I, He's here to play football, right?
2: <laughs> he's here to sit on the bench.
0: They don't like it, So that's the one thing I would be concerned about if I was Duluth. Yeah. Road Besides management. Julian, Julian Edelman and Jamal Williams, <laughs> of course. All right. I think that is about it, unless you guys have any other big topics we need to bring up.
1: I don't think so. Yeah, I can't think of anything.
0: Just saying that Stu is the king members. of luck. That's it. Stu is the king of everything. Oh, king of the world.
1: King of the world. <laughs>
0: That's the title of this episode. <laughs>
2: right. Stu
1: rigs the election.
0: <laughs> Stu for president. Stu for hey. president. After Borat,
2: Borat wins. Oh Stu Borat, Borat, Borat
0: <laughs> We need to talk about Borat too. Yeah, that's to not the last the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, what? I haven't watched it yet either. Oh my gosh, guys, come on!
1: Yeah, I know. It's so good. I All bet.
0: right, that's it. Have a good one, guys.
1: Peace.